Hey everybody, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as I talk to my guests about what it means to grow their career and how they define success. This is an experiment in helping us all to understand that while we may share things in common, we also have a lot of differences when it comes to both our careers and our definitions of success. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today, my guest is Krista Frenzel. Crystal, how are you doing today? Doing well, John. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, beautiful Monday. Uh, we're doing some office moves. So if you hear any noise in the background, it's because we're busy around here. It's not that we're trying to be annoying to everybody. So Krista, folks who may not know you, what company do you work for and what's your role? Sure. So I am the human resources generalist. Um, I support all arms of the business. So whether you sit on the construction side, companies, restorations, properties, um, I've likely talked to you at some point in the initial phases of your career. So what does a HR generalist do? Well, it lends to the title. Um, that's the fun thing about being a generalist. You wear a lot of different hats. Um, unlike somebody who's maybe a specialist in a certain area, you kind of touch a little bit of everything. So truly the um, goal is to build a really strong foundational knowledge of anything relating to human resources and then build from there. Nice. So how did you come to be a part of the Keeley Companies community? Well, our wonderful Brittany Moore, um, our talent acquisition manager, she reached out to me on LinkedIn. I was working for another general contractor here in St. Louis, and they had a, a general's position opened up for Keeley Construction, and she reached out, thought I'd be a great fit. Um, I think I ignored her a time or two, um, but she caught me on an off day and I took her call and the rest is history. We're sitting here now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that when it comes to being uh, jumping from one uh, general contractor to another, right? What were some of the things about the Keeley companies that was a difference maker to you uh, that made it possible for you to say, yeah, I'm going to make that switch? Sure. Um, I think the situation can be different for everyone. Um, for me, I knew I loved the industry. Um, there's something and we're more complex here. Um, I've typically worked on the construction side solely. So coming to Keeley and having, you know, the property development, the restoration arm of it has been different. It's been challenging, but at the core, I know I like construction. It's interesting. It's ever-changing. Um, through the pandemic, it's essential. And so it's always felt kind of like a safe place for me. I know it's never going to stop. It's going to be something that we always need. So it was not even a thought that crossed my mind to not consider another general contractor. It was more of the... Um, softer side of things. So understanding, you know, I like that Keeley was a bit um, smaller and it, for the time being, um, certainly not a startup, but had some of those more like entrepreneurial um, aspects to it that were really kind of advantageous to me. It's a, it's a chance to come in and be a part of something while it's still kind of in those beginning stages and really be here through the scale and the boom. Nice. Uh, 
So walk us back to uh, young Krista. Have you always known you wanted to be in HR or how did you come to be an HR generalist? What did that story look like? No, so absolutely not. Um, young Krista wanted to be a news anchor. If it's my one regret in life, it was that I didn't follow it, but I started college, um, took a lot of communications classes, was really excited about it until the reality hit that um, you know, to be a successful news anchor, there was a really great chance that they'd move me to some super small rural town in Kentucky or Iowa or, you know, somewhere like that. And you, you got to claw your way to the top. It would likely be 10 or more years before I could return to a somewhat decent sized city and have hours that weren't 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. or, you know, something of the sorts. And so I did a little bit of a change. I course corrected, ended up um, majoring in business and finance. Out of school, I still really couldn't have told you what in business I wanted to do. Um, it was a very broad degree. I interned in a relationship management department for a very large financial firm here in St. Louis um, and then ended up taking the finance path out of school. So I worked in fixed income trading up on a trading floor of a financial firm and um, pursued a brokerage license and decided man, that's not for me either. <laughs> so it's just been a lot of trial and error and trying things and then realizing what it is that I like and don't like about them and then doing a little more reflection and saying how can I take these aspects and spin them and really make them my own and make it a fulfilling career and thus HR has come about. I love it. So you'd mentioned construction, right? You loved construction, didn't like doing the brokerage thing. Mm -hmm. um, what is it about construction that attracts you to the industry? So, I mean, a lot of things um, about the industry are very attractive to me and what I'm looking for. I think the number one thing is the wide variety of people. And generally, given the nature of the job, it's going to be a little more down to earth. So you work with men and women and all different ages and diversity, but the number one thing is... I mean, we're in a very, you know, blue collar business. Everybody that you meet is going to be friendly. They're going to have a story. Um, they're going to be grateful for the help that you can do as a human resource professional, which is the biggest piece of why I've really found fulfillment in construction. That's the piece that I didn't get in finance. It's a completely different audience, a different clientele, um, very buttoned up, very corporate, which I like until you're with a bunch of um, like-minded people. And, and that didn't sit well with me. <laughs> so when you look at the transition into human resources, mm -hmm. um, what are some things that served you well coming out of your previous discoveries, right? So it's all, mm -hmm. all an experiment. Um, what are some things that has helped you to push you towards human resources as opposed to other areas? Sure, I think really it just comes down to the core of it. So being interested in helping people. Um, but I think a couple of things that lent to that transition were, you know, a deep, deep-rooted um, 
knowledge and, and customer service and even more than that, communication. So being able to talk to anyone and everyone at all levels of an organization definitely helps because in human resources, you don't get to pick and choose who you who you service, who you help, who you deal with on a day-to-day. Every day is different. So I think taking all of those experiences from the past, it's maybe not been the hard skills, but the soft skills, the communication, the customer service, the um, ability to thrive in kind of ambiguous situations where, you know, every day is going to look different. You just have to be comfortable knowing that you just have to come in and do your best. Um, Works for some people, doesn't work for others, but those are definitely the bigger takeaways from past experiences. Very cool. Uh, so obviously, uh, as your career has progressed, right, you've gone through a couple of different opportunities, uh, some in the same industry, some in different. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of that experience that you've had, what's one thing that on paper may have looked like a failure, but you actually learned something that has propelled you into the success that you're having now? One thing in my eyes that may have looked like um, failure was the perceived lack of ability to stay in a position for a certain amount of time. So early on in the career, I stayed for a year in the financial services industry. I took a year to really understand what I could do with my educational background, the experience I had, and propel that into something else. And then I finally stayed, had stayed at my last company, you know, four or five years. And then even then, you know, looking back and taking Brittany's call for this opportunity at, at Keeley, I had, you know, reviewed my resume, um, made sure everything was up to date and that I could, you know, really speak to all of my experiences in the past. And there was still that tinge of guilt when I looked back and was like, wow, you know, my first two years out of college, you know, it kind of looks like you're, you're um, hopping jobs, as I think a lot of how a lot of people term it. But looking back, I mean, truly, it hasn't hurt my career at all. If anything, it gave me the um, flexibility to understand what it was that I was looking for. And again, pivot and redirect that and use it to my advantage. And I have no doubt as more years continue to pass, that as long as you can spin it in that way and you've taken something valuable out of it, that it's not actually a negative thing. Absolutely. And discovering that highest and best use of your talents and strengths is the secret to career success. And you you read in some of the books, uh, you know, Covey did in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Mm -hmm. you'd hate to climb the corporate ladder only to find it's leaning against the wrong building. So I love that you're sharing that it's something I think folks need to take more into consideration is it's not job hopping, it's learning what you want to do. And mm-hmm. obviously you have to have some results to go with it, right. uh, but I think most people do. I think that's a, a, a era bygone that uh, people really were judging how long you stayed at a job. Now it's how are you increasing in your skills and what your output is. Thanks Absolutely. for sharing. I appreciate that. Um, if you look at over the, the last five years, right, so going from early stage career to now getting uh, into the groove of what you're wanting to do. Uh, what are a couple things uh, that you've learned, new behaviors, beliefs, or habits that you've picked up that has really helped you to accelerate your career? I would say the biggest thing in the past you know, five, six, seven years has really just been confidence. Um, 
I mean, there are many hard skills, soft skills that I could share with you that have made a difference. But the biggest thing has been confidence and just knowing that I'm working to the best of my ability and that at the end of the day, you know, it's it's me that I have to worry about fulfilling um, the career and being happy with the performance that I've done. And so I think that you know, learning through each of these job moves and having the experience, it's its just trusting that I am on the right path and that everything has happened in the way in which it should unfold and finding solace that it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to know all of the answers, but that through the trials of this time and even as I go forward in my career, that I'm making the right moves and that I have what it takes to be successful in this area. Love it. Uh, one of the things uh, as your career continues to expand that you've taken on is uh, helping with the intern program that we yes. have here at Keeley Companies. Uh, along those lines, as you have that opportunity to, to meet the interns, to create the program for them and then help them throughout their internship, what are some uh, pieces of advice that you would give to Folks who are either new to a career, whether they're coming out of school or doing a mid-career transition into the construction industry that you think would really help them move their careers forward. Be open to networking. Um, meet everyone that you can meet. That's It's wild, um, especially within the construction industry, but everywhere, just how small the world truly is. Everybody knows everybody or has a connection to somewhere. Even once I accepted the position at Keeley, I had found out that one of my prior executives had a pretty close relationship with somebody here. Um, and you know, it's scary when you're making that transition, but it's fun to see all of those connections. But beyond networking, I mean, truly just take it all in, ask all of the questions, be a sponge, um, always have that learning or um, mindset for growth to, you know, really just be open to the opportunities. Now, I think you have to be careful with overextending yourself and, you know, your home life or extracurriculars are also valuable, but make the most of your work day. I mean, come in, do what you need to do, but also see how you can't get more involved here if it's going to help with some other aspect within your career. So just in general, be a sponge, take it all in, be open to networking, meeting people, and actively listen to them. I mean, we all can talk about ourselves and our past experiences, but there's a lot of power in learning how to ask questions and actively listen. It's amazing what you can learn from other people and their experiences. Absolutely. Uh, along those lines, do a, a deeper dive. What is it that networking looks like to Krista in its effective form, not the I'm standing in a room with 100 other people and we're swapping <laughs> business cards, right? That's a, a misperception I think a lot of people have. In your experience, what does successful networking look like? It can look like a lot of things. I mean, certainly, I think that is a uncommon, but you know, misconception with what networking can look like. You can certainly do that. You can go to any conference, collect all the business cards, put them in your Rolodex that you pull out, 
maybe never. I, I don't know why, but I would never <laughs> go through and cycle through a bunch of business cards. But I think if you're looking to effectively network, that's going to be intentionally um, building relationships. So you can start slow. If you're at one of those conferences, start with the, the table that you're seated at. You know, go around, understand their names, what do they do? What company do they work for? Is any of that speaking to you? If not, move on. There's, there's a lunch. There's a happy hour. Find someone um, there that, you know, I always like to look for somebody that's further in their career than I am. Um, and that doesn't have to mean tenure. Maybe they're the same age as me, but wow, they've made leaps and bounds and they're a mover and a shaker in the industry or within their certain role. Um, that's the person that I want to meet because at the end of the day, when I'm looking to build a connection, I want to be able to learn from somebody as that person should too. It's never mm -hmm. one-sided and I know that can sound very one-sided, um, but I always like to take networking in the approach of relationship building. I don't want to just consume a bunch of business cards and, and have them build up because again, that's not servicing me for any purpose at all, what am I going to go through and use those for? I can send them Christmas cards. I could, you know, I, I don't know what I would do with them, quite frankly. I think coming away from a conference or an event with just one new connection that you vow to make intentional and reach out is better than 100 business cards. Love it. Yes, the intentionality and the rela relational connection, mm -hmm. so important, especially as you mentioned in a business that faces stay the same, business cards change through time. Uh, it's how you stay connected with each other that really makes a difference in a career. With all the time that you're spending with the interns, uh, you're obviously hearing from them what their perspective is that they need to be successful mm -hmm. within the industry. Is there any advice that they have been told that you're like, yeah, don't worry about that? that maybe they don't have to add as much weight to uh, in order to be successful in their careers? I think in general, um, you know, and I don't know what exactly has, is said to make them feel like this or if it's um, just the, the jitters at the start of a career, but feeling like you have to have it all figured out. I think that's a complete misconception. I mean, I think it's great to graduate, have something lined up, um, have you know a general idea of what interests you but truly you know you don't have to have it all figured out there's going to be time and there is a good chance that you're going to be like me you're going to get into something that you think wow this is a great opportunity I'm really excited about it but then you're going to find that there are more negatives than positives when it comes to the fulfillment standpoint of what you're doing and I think being comfortable with saying, you know, at any point in your career, you can make that career change, but especially early on, it is bound to happen and it's totally fine. So I don't know where along the lines or what exactly gets said, but that's the number one aspect that I feel like I speak to interns about most often is I still don't know exactly what position to apply for or what if I get in a position and I don't get promoted in three years. I'm like, well, that's that's a possibility. And I always like to use real world experiences because talk is cheap. I think right. words are pretty cheap. You know, we can all talk to things at great lengths, but I always try to inwardly point to me and say, well, look, a generalist, 
they're likely going to be a generalist for many years. And that's relational to a project manager. You're not going to be a project manager for a year and then get promoted to a senior project manager, a project director. It doesn't mean that you're not learning and growing. It just means that you have three, five years, whatever that looks like, worth of growth and change, but you're doing that and you have to be comfortable knowing that you're doing that without the title change. And I, I think that they get hung up on that um, because they equal title change with growth, but really they, they run congruent to each other. They're not, they're not intersecting truly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, generalist, I love the term, right? Because it, it says, hey, I can do what needs to be done. <laughs> I, I love that term. That's one of my excited, uh, when I hear these job descriptions, uh, in addition to it may not equal success, sometimes job descriptions don't help a whole lot with what a person does. No. But in your case, in a generalist, you have all kinds of different things coming at you 24-7, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, when that pace gets super busy, Um, you're feeling unfocused or you have so much coming at you, it's very hard to get down to what's the biggest priority. Um, How does Krista get herself back focused and on track with what matters most? Well, one, I think it's important in a lot of roles, but especially as a generalist, you know, focusing on a lot of different things. I think it's important to have the personality of liking to thrive in that kind of chaotic environment. Now, Everybody has their line that's not saying take everything you possibly can and throw it at me and I'm going to be successful. I think it's, again, knowing that you're going to live in that kind of ambiguity and that it's going to be different, but also, and this comes with a couple years of experience and, and again, confidence to know that you're doing a great job um, in your role, in your profession, but it you have to know where that line is and recognize it. And depending on when and where you recognize it, saying, okay, I either need to stop, look at what's on my plate, prioritize it and get it back in a, in a manner in which this feels very manageable, or I'm really lucky to work on a great team with a lot of great people who are great at what they do. And if it's something that makes sense or even that they have interest in, if I can delegate some things, I think that's where the real power comes in. And I think that that's something that as our team members are um, looking to gain leadership skills, it's really important to learn that early on because if you can take things, you know, 20 things are on your plate, if I can delegate five of those to somebody that, one, it's going to give them worthwhile experience, and two, they're capable of doing, that's five less things that I personally have to do that I know are going to get done by somebody who cares and wants to do as great of a job as I do. But then again, that takes me back down to 15 things and I can reorganize and decide, you know, what can be pushed to the back burner? What are my top five? Great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Um, How does Krista define success for herself? For me, um, I feel like success can mean a lot of things, Um, but I think at this point in my career, I have no doubt that it'll change. But is it, you know, an evaluation of how hard am I working? Am I being consistently challenged? And am I happy? Um, that was the one thing with, you know, coming from one general contractor to Keeley. Um, 
I loved what I was doing. There, there was no doubt about it. But when I looked at the whole picture, I was working 65 hours a week, um, doing not mundane. It was certainly challenging, but it was very similar in, in nature. And it was kind of the same week over week. I didn't feel challenged. So in the transition, that's what would have defined a successful new role for me was, do I feel consistently challenged? Do I love the team that I'm working on? I've, I've always worked with just one other person, um, which wonderful person, um, but it didn't make for great team dynamic. And here it feels like the ultimate success. We have a team of nine now. Everybody is wonderful. You know, we get along great. I've never had that. And so being able to touch a lot of different things, work on a great team, and then also bring in personal interest and kind of mix that with work. So with Keeley Life, getting to bring in something that I'm really passionate about and making that work with work. Um, truly, that's kind of the epitome of a, of a successful career move, at least for now. Maybe one day it may be you know, tied to a title or money, but as of right now, um, Krista feels successful enjoying what she does and having, I hate the term work-life balance, but having what I'm comfortable with as a work-life balance and um, knowing that I'm working for a company and a team that values me um, and just deeply cares. So take the work side out of it, just really cares for me as a person feels really successful. Sounds like a good definition of success to me. I love it. It's long-winded, <laughs> but all-encompassing. Absolutely. Uh, last question I've got for you, uh, my God mode question. If we were able to put you in charge of all the digital signage in our world, whether it's on our wrists, on our watch, our phones, our tablets, uh, the 12 screens that are in my office right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> what is it that you want to put up on the screen that billions of people are going to see? I never thought about the office space like this where you do have a lot of screens, but I'm not one for quotes. Um, at one point in my kind of college tenure, I had a mentor that said something along the lines of, you're either the kind of person who has all the quotes hanging up around your desk space, or you just innately know what kind of person you are and you live by those morals. So I won't give you a quote instead I would say take down the signage and put up a mirror. And what do you need to use that for? Some mornings that's gonna be a look in it and maybe you're repeating affirmations. What do you need to hear for the day? You're capable, you're strong, you're confident. But other days I think it's equally important to look in that mirror and have that inward reflection. So looking and, and you know, we all get caught up in some of those woe is me days. And on days that I feel like that, especially as it relates to career or something that I've done at work, it's usually not. That's usually me needing to take a look in that mirror and saying, what is it that I did that I could control to not feel like that? So your office might be scary. You're going to be looking at yourself from a lot of different directions in here. But in general, forget the quote, forget the signage, put up some mirrors and use them how you see fit. Love it. A little self-reflection goes a long way, both the encouraging and the challenging side of it. 
Well, Krista, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. It's always fun to have conversations with you and your team. So appreciate you carving out uh, 25 minutes to have this conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. I trust you had a lot of good notes that you've been able to take and maybe some actionable items that you're going to be able to put on your calendar so that you can internalize and then grow from some of the ideas that our guests are sharing. Hey, if you'd like to have somebody featured on the Under Construction Podcast, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to have conversations and share people's stories. You can reach me at jregan at keelycompanies.com. Thanks and have a great day.